Welcome to season two of the Simply Whole Moms podcast. I'm Kara. I'm Nicole. We are real life moms intentionally keeping it simple so we can enjoy true health. We want to encourage you to have a mindful, healthy, and joyful motherhood. Let's get inspired as we listen to other moms share their passions. However you listen to us, whether it's in the curbside grocery pickup spot, while doing dishes, or driving a sleeping baby around, we hope you know we are all in this together. Welcome to the Simply Whole Moms podcast. I'm Nicole, and I am going to intro our intro. (laughs) And just let you know, this episode was recorded before the pandemic went down. So we don't address it in this episode, but know that we're airing it in the midst of it because we feel like it's a really encouraging and uplifting episode in the midst of some unknown times. So um, we didn't ignore it in our intro together. It just wasn't happening like it is now. So here's the intro to the intro. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, hey. Hey, Kara. Hey, hey, Nicole. Hey, hey, mom friends. How is everybody doing? If you're listening to this and you're feeling a little tired and stressed out, just take a deep breath. What's that called, Nicole? That's kind of a shallow one. That's deep breathing, Kara. Nicole's New Year's resolution was to breathe more. So I'm just incorporating that into our first episode, our episode today. You could incorporate box breathing. Yeah. Which is like, I think you breathe in for four counts, hold for four counts, release for four counts. I may be butchering that, but. Sound more confident. Sound more confident. That's exactly what it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, We are excited about today's episode because we think you'll get a good laugh. Absolutely. And we think you may just feel a little less judged. And more encouraged yeah. in the mom life grind. Yeah. We chatted. Is that a word? Chatted? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Chatted with Christy Cuthbert. She's an author and a mom to four boys. And the book that she just released, she's in San Antonio too, by the way, is called Mom, I Farted in Church, which... That's just like motherhood in a nutshell. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, her tagline on the book is a type A mama learning to laugh and let that shiz go. And I think I really needed to hear some of the stuff she had to say to encourage other moms to stop the judging and just stop judging yourself even and letting go of all that guilt and shame and all that stuff we wrap into motherhood and enjoying your kids yeah. and enjoying the fact that they yelled out loud, I farted in church. It's pretty awesome. Pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So sit back and relax and enjoy. We love y'all. Hi, Christy. Welcome to the Simply Whole Moms podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. We're so excited to talk to you. I've seen your face all over Instagram and Facebook because you just released a new book. I did. You want to tell us about it? Sure. It's called, uh, came out January 9th. It's called Mom, I Farted in Church, One Type A Mama's Journey, Learning to Laugh and Let Go. And it's, um, you know, part comedic memoir of the story. So to to preface, I have four little boys, including a set of triplets. Uh, And I was a journalist prior to being a stay-at-home mom and uh, wrote columns about raising them over the past uh, nine years. And you know, everyone had told me over time, you need to put this in a book. You're going to forget these stories. You've got to write it down. And the timing was right. My, my triplets were going off to kindergarten. I knew I was going to finally have some time to sit down and knock it out. And that's how it came to fruition. That's awesome. The title alone just 
I love it. It's everything. <laughs> it's so great. How, what are the ages of your kids? So my oldest is nine and a half. He'll be 10 at the end of March. And my triplets are six. They turned six in October. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. I Triplets. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> like It's pretty, it's pretty it's wild. Sweet. It's, um, you know, those early years were insane. And I kept thinking, okay, just get them into school or get them into this, or get them past potty training, get them to that. And it's going to get easier. And Yes, in many respects, it's gotten a lot easier. But now we deal with big kid problems like mm-hmm. playground politics and becoming decent human beings. And, mm-hmm. you know, right. you can't eat Starburst for breakfast. So it's, you know, <laughs> it just it ebbs and flows and it changes as, as they get older, you know. Yeah, wow. that's awesome. Potty training three children at the three same boys. time. Three boys. Yeah. You need a medal, yeah. like a... <laughs> <laughs> like some sort of award. I, I literally potty trade my one son for two full years. Two yeah. full years. At yeah, potty it, trade. That was probably that and getting them to sleep through the night were probably the two most overwhelming pieces of those early years. Of, of just how in the world do you do this, you know, and have some sense of sanity by the end of it all. Right. right. Did you start writing while they were younger or did you just, like you said, wait for that time and then just like blast it out all at once? Or were you kind of keeping a record of that of stuff? Well, so, you know, I was a journalist prior and then stayed home. I, I went back to work and then when I found out I was pregnant with them, I stayed home and kind of spent some time doing some philanthropy and just keeping myself busy with the kids. And then um, my old newspaper where I used to be an editor um, they were looking for a contributing columnist and I wrote them one called that really just happened. And it was just a story of being in target with my kids and the insanity that took place in the 30 minutes we were in store. And they were like, we love it. Come back on. So I started writing for them just once a month. So it was just enough to like still use, you know, a creative outlet and still keep my writing going, use my brain other right. than just changing diapers. But it was once a month. So it was, you know, flexible enough where I still have plenty of time to chase the kiddos and be a stay-at-home mom at the same time. That's awesome. So you planned to write from the get-go. You started out as a journalist. Yes. Yeah. I went to college for it. I loved, I loved being a reporter, loved it, loved it. And then just the time came when I had my oldest and, you know, like so many stay-at-home mom stories, financially it didn't make sense for me to go back. My, my husband, thank God, had a really great job and was able to provide for us and I would have literally been working to pay for daycare and at that Mm -hmm, point we were like you know what's the point of this well and for three yeah I mean man oh when when they came along yeah (laughs) they were like the cost of a mortgage payment (laughs) between nannies and night nurses and formula special formula and oh dear heavens like my husband used to joke like we'll just throw money at it like we have to just (laughs) do this for the next couple of years because what else are you going to do? You know, you have to get through it. And, um, it's just a crazy time. What was the moment like when you found out you were pregnant with triplets? Um, just complete and utter disbelief. And I, I went in, so I, I, if you read the book, you'll learn I had a really long, uh, drawn out fertility journey, went through IVF seven times. And this last time when I went in to, to go for it, I said, this is the absolute last time I'm doing this. If we oh, don't get yeah. pregnant, we'll look into surrogacy, we'll look into adoption. I just can't put my body and my mind through, you know, the anticipation Anymore. and the letdown again. Yeah. And um, I went in and, you know, lo and behold, triplets. And at five, I think we were like six weeks along. We knew we were pregnant and we knew that the 
beta numbers were high. And so we were thinking, oh my God, maybe twins. And I went in thinking I was just going for a regular old blood test. And it was only six weeks along, which typically they won't take you back to an ultrasound that early. And they were like, okay, let's go back. Let's see what we got going on in there. And I had no one with me. Like my husband was at work. It was totally surprise ultrasound. And she's just like, I see one, I see two, I see three heartbeats. And we were like, come again, you know, (laughs) and, uh, called my husband and called, and it was, I think it was like April 2nd or something. So everyone's like, this is an April fool's joke. (laughs) There's no No way, way. you know, this is happening. Mm. But I think my first feeling was fear. Just like, you know, you hear so many horror stories. I mean, three babies is a lot to carry in your body. I'm only 5'4". I'd had previous doctors tell me, like, you don't have the stature to carry multiples. You'll be on bed rest. I just, all the unknowns were were frightening me to death. And my husband was just so great. It was like, you know what? We cross every bridge when we get to it. And we don't worry until they give us a reason to worry. And that was our mindset through the whole thing. And, you know, it was a great mindset to have because... They came perfect timing and had no problems, and we were very, very blessed through the process. Mm, that's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> I cannot imagine. <laughs> that's like that movie moment. Yeah. Like, There's three heartbeats. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, well I and lo- it's super weird, too, because they don't want you to tell anyone for a while because you don't know what's going to happen early on. You know, you might lose one or you might have complications. And so, you know, I'd, I'd go over to a friend's house for a play date with my oldest, and they'd be like, oh, let's go in the backyard or let's have a glass of wine or blah, blah. I'm like, no, I really like have to sit on your couch right now and not move. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm know, growing three humans. <laughs> right. Oh right. Gosh, like just. That's awesome. It really overwhelms me. Yeah. Like, I do. Yeah. But I feel like if you're faced, like in that situation, you'll rise to the occasion. Right. Like, like her the, husband was saying, you yeah. just do what's right in front of do you. Just do it. Solve what, yeah. I, I tell people that all the time, like when moms will pass us in public and they look and they go, oh my God, how do you do it? And I'm like, I don't have any other choice. Right. Like, this not is I it. sell one on the street corner and be like, well, I couldn't do it. So now I have two instead of four. Like, this is what God's given you. Like, you have, you just, you step up to the plate and you take it on as best you can, you know? I'm sure you get the, oh, you've got your hands full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if one that. more person says that to me in public, yeah. I have started saying to them, yes, and it's beautiful. Thank you. Just to make them feel bad. Because I'm like, stop yeah. saying that. Who yeah. said that was okay to say that? That's not okay. We've, we've had people come up to us and say, oh, triple trouble. And oh. we immediately, <laughs> what? we immediately, even though they hardcore our triple trouble, but we'll just look at them and be like, triple the blessings. With like, yeah. yeah. Like, are you serious right now? Like, I have three precious, healthy, beautiful little boys. Like, right. And they it, can hear you. Why would you spin you? a negative on it? Yeah. 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 They're standing right here. They speak English, you know? Yeah. Well, I love the tagline of your book. or I don't know if that's the proper word for it. The but title? The, well, no, no, no. Like the, the subtitle. Oh, okay. Uh, the subtitle? Yeah. <laughs> just a type A mama learning to laugh and let that shiz go. Or I saw that on your yeah. website with the book. Yeah, that's on my website. But like that, in a nutshell, is just motherhood to me. Like, yes. Like letting it go. So what, what does that look like as a mom of four boys? Like, what are you letting go? Oh, I'm letting go other people's judgments. Mm-hmm. I'm letting go my own personal um, pressures that I put on myself that I'm not doing a good enough job, the mom guilt. Um, I tell a story in the introduction of the book about how just I'm, an, I'm just wired as a type A person. And my oldest son is the same way. I'm just a really high strung type A 
person, which is good in many respects of life, but in raising four little boys is not good because you can't control these things that happen every day and as hard as you try. And I had this day in church with them where one of my little boys just loudly announced he farted in church. Did God hear it? Or do I think God heard it? And so good. everybody heard and everyone's looking at us and staring at us and chuckling. And the normal me would have like turned a new shade of red and died inside. And I just had this aha moment of like, yeah, he probably is laughing right along with us right now. Like you're four years old. Why am I sitting here embarrassed about what you just said? Like, clearly everyone in this room isn't laughing at us they're laughing with us and it was just this moment of like stop caring stop caring what you know judgy diane says in the produce section at hgb because your kids are running around stop caring what you know someone says on social media about a post you made or all these stupid things we let eat away at our process of parenting and us truly enjoying the experience um and so that was kind of the big step for me and then letting go of some of the control like they're not always going to have a vegetable at dinner that's okay right they're not always gonna have a bath and be perfectly put together for picture day totally cool like we just have days where we have to go with the flow of somebody covered themselves in stamps right before we walked out the door to go to a birthday party and you know yep we're that family that day like that's okay that's life you know and allowing myself that freedom of caring what what others think and and releasing that mom guilt has made a huge difference in how much I'm actually allowing myself to enjoy this more if that makes sense yeah do you feel like you have to do that on the daily though like yes multiple times a day (laughs) that's what I feel like yes definitely because I still I mean I I say in my podcast like I yeah, I've learned a lot and I, I find humor and levity in a lot, but I still, every day, I mean, there's still moments where I've seen coming out of my ears, they do ridiculous stuff. And, you know, it's like having a kindergarten play date at your house all day, every day with three little, three I little six-year-old boys. They, they just egg each other on and it becomes chaos every day. And so there's moments, my husband has told me, you need to learn to decipher between little boys who are behaving badly and just three rambunctious little boys who are having fun. Right, and so right. that's been kind of my mantra this year. Like when I catch them doing something that's destructive or I catch them doing something where, you know, one spit fruit punch on the other one, but now we're all spitting fruit punch and the kitchen's a disaster and everyone's, you know, laughing hysterically. It's like, when are times when I'm allowed to just let it go right. and be like, okay, they're just having fun and it's punch and we can clean it up. Or right. where I'm like, you literally just destroyed that on purpose and now you're going to your room. It's like trying to learn that balance there has been my new challenge. You guys know we love cleaner, safer beauty products. And one of the companies that we love the work they're doing around this is Primely Pure. I love their deodorant. I'm not a deodorant lover. (laughs) Who doesn't love deodorant, Nicole? I didn't know I liked deodorant. I thought it smelled weird. Anyway, theirs is great. Smells awesome and it works. If you want to learn about all of our favorite products, head over to simplyhomemoms.com forward slash primally pure. And we even have a discount code on that page. What do you think about the term boy mom? Do you hear that a lot? What is it? Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I am a tried and true boy mom, but I will tell you, um, like, I don't know girls at all. I hang out with my nieces. I can't comb their hair. Like, I take them to do the fun stuff that I like to do. Like, we'll go get our nails painted, or I just take them to Target. We pick out cute clothes. But um, I 
when I went to my ultrasound at 20, no, 12 or 20 weeks, must have been the 12 week. It was one of them with the triplets. And they first thought they saw two boys and a girl. And I was holding out hope for that girl. I was like, come on, mm-hmm. just give me one. Give me one mini me. Mm-hmm. And now that I have four boys, I'm so glad I do because I cannot imagine a poor little girl thrown up in the mix <laughs> of the crazy in this house. Like it's kind of it would have been a lot for her. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to just be like, okay, I need four pairs of shorts, four t-shirts, four pairs of Crocs, here, go, you know, and, and oh, y'all want to go see Sonic, and you want to go see Pokemon, and I mean, she'd just be immersed in all this boy stuff all the time, so it's kind of nice to have all of one sex sometimes, I kind of enjoy it. That's so cool. Yeah, multiple sexes gets complicated. Yeah, I don't have Yeah, that. I have two girls, like, so I'm like, I don't even, the hedgehog, the, we passed the hedgehog billboard the other day. His My name dog, is Sonic. Well, Sonic, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she yeah. was like, what is that? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no yeah, idea. see, and I was at a gymnastics party on uh, Saturday for a little girl, and they were playing Disney songs, and some epic song from Frozen 2 came on, and two of the moms started, like, belting it out, and I was like, what movie is that from? Because I haven't seen Frozen 2. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. like... That's you know, funny. I would have had to borrow someone's child to go see Frozen 2. Mine had, like, zero interest. So, it's, so it's just funny how you start to get in. I mean, any parent, boy or girl, you get into the things your care, your kids are enjoying, you know? And right. so, for me, that's, you know, pretend guns and going to the Alamo and pretending we're soldiers and, you know, Pokemon. We go everywhere doing Pokemon Go. So, just depends who your kid is. That is so funny. I love that. That's great. What logistically was it like writing a book with four kids in your house? Um, we went to the gym a lot, but I didn't actually work out. I just put them in the lifetime. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised I didn't out. see you there. I just hang yeah. out in the cafe. Oh yeah, I put them in there like for the two hour limit, and they—I mean—they loved it there. So they would go play, and I would just sit in the lobby there or in the cafe and write. Um, you know, I was lucky because I had years of writing columns already, like, so I had a lot of material to work with. Um, and then it was kind of, the tricky part was, how do you take this collection of hilarious stories and find a theme for it, you know, mm-hmm. versus just a collection of silly stories? Like, how do you get an underlying theme that ties everything together? And for me, that just came out of my personality. Like, I'm crazy type A. And how how can I bring that theme back and tie it all together at the end of each chapter? So each chapter kind of has a synopsis at the end. Like how can you take what you just read, apply it to yourself and, you know, learn from it essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do your boys know you wrote the book? Oh yeah. They think they're celebrities. They were signing copies of the book at the launch party. Oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. (laughs) They're hilarious. And then they went on TV. We went on uh, San Antonio living and it was hysterical. It was, um, Oh, I think I saw that. I, I creep on you on Instagram. (laughs) It was Martin, it was Martin Luther King day. And I bribed, I mean, I was like, boys, I will take the target. I will take it. Krispy Kreme. You can play your iPads the rest of the day. I do not care. Just behave on this couch, on this television show. And, you know, just because I needed to be able to think to answer questions properly. And lo and behold, we sit down and the camera turns on and Teddy, who's my comedian, can see himself on the monitor and he just starts goofing off the entire segment. I mean, he's making monkey faces, he's standing up, he's shaking his booty. And I'm like, you can't see it on the video because I'm smiling, attempting to speak to the host, but I'm like, grabbing his belt from behind him <laughs> and trying to like physically hold him down and at one point you see his brothers trying to get him to stop and it was just like when I left there I was like 
fuming because I was he distracted me so bad I felt like I was tripping over my words and then I have all my friends at home watching texting me like it was so perfect because it was your book had he sat there and behaved the whole time it would have looked like oh this girl know she's talking about she's so you know everyone looks so put together and well behaved how could she write a book about boys who misbehave but they they put on a show like it was just perfect for the topic we were discussing basically you can't so control funny what they're doing, you right, know? Right, Or let it define how you feel about yourself, for sure. Right, right. What's something that, when moms read your book, like, what's one thing you want them to walk away with that you're like, if they get just this snippet? You know, my mom was the first person to read it, and when she finished it, she called me and she said, you're giving moms permission to be okay with themselves, Aww. to be okay with who they are in life, and all the things, all the insecurities and the worries they have every day are nonsense. Like at the end, like I think the last line of the book is at the end of the day, I don't have it in front of me, but it's like at the end of the day, are they loved? Are you happy? Your family is all that matters. Like the end, like all these things that we let come into our lives and steal joy from us or or take away from this experience. You know, we're going to blink our eyes and they're going to be in college. Mm. And how do we want to look back at how we use this time? Do we want to look back and think, oh, I, you know, I felt guilty that my kid's birthday party wasn't as grand as so-and-so's birthday party. So I was like depressed about it for a week. Or do we want to think about how we had so much fun baking cupcakes with our kid and we didn't give a rip about what anyone else was doing? You know, um, another thing is like mom shaming and mom judgment, all those sorts of things that are out there. We like to all pretend like that doesn't exist. It exists. Like, I can't tell you how often people come to me with stories about just a comment that was made to them here and there. And I've had moments like that. I had a woman give me a comment in Target once, and I, you know, reprimanded my kids the whole way to the car. I was so embarrassed. I was like, I can't even run in the store for 10 minutes to grab something without you guys just embarrassing me. You know, you're five and eight. You need to learn to behave. I'm like yelling, yelling, yelling. And then I get in the car, and I remind myself, they're kids. They're kids. They're learning. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I can't, you know, one comment from some judgy lady has me yelling at these little boys where they're, like, now scared of their mom. And in reality, they're kids. They're learning. You know, they shouldn't expect to be perfect. Like, yes, I would like their behavior to get better. But at the end of the day, you know, they're little. And we have to remind ourselves of that constantly. I have a little sign on the sun visor in my car that says they're kids. They're not meant to be perfect. Hmm. And it's just this constant like visual reminder to myself to, you know, not be so hard on them all the time. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a really, I I feel like the public situations are the ones for me personally that are just heightened where you're saying there's like the judgy, I don't remember Mm -hmm. the name you used, but like the the judgy Debbie or whatever Mm -hmm. in the corner. And you're like, I, I almost feel like I'm on display with my kids in public And I don't want to feel that way and I don't want them to feel that way. And I don't want them to feel that their worth comes from other people's uh, perception of them. So that's a good, I love that you have that in your car because I bet you have some really fun car rides. Oh God, you know what? I'll tell you, (laughs) we got a new car last year and you can't find cars anymore with the DVD player on the roof. You know, know, the one that's like the central one. Yes. Why? I miss it so bad. I miss it so bad. I mean, they used to just hop in and watch like Teen Titans go and it was like a peaceful car ride. Now it's like, oh my God, survival of the fittest in the backseat. Like it's crazy. Um, 
but yeah, they're, the, the, the stuff in public is brutal, right? Because you don't want to be seen yelling at them too much. You don't want them to be goofing off and acting nuts. You'll have the really great moms who walk by you and say, you're doing a great job, mama, keep it up, or you deserve a cape, you know, you're super mom and all those nice things. And then it just takes one small person hmm. who has to say out loud, you know, you got to get control of your kids or whatever the comment may be that just brings you so far down, you know? And it's like, we're all just out there doing the damn best we can. We just seriously are. And everyone's experience is different. You know, my oldest has learning differences. He can be a total spaz in the store. I have triplets. Like no no one can compare to having three six-year-olds in a toy aisle at Walmart together. It's just a completely different experience, you know? So, um, you know, it's just difficult. I, I wish, I wish, you know, everyone would follow the rule of if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But that's just not our reality these days. Yeah. Well, I think you're doing a great job of encouraging moms to encourage each other. Like you're saying, that's a really, that's an important thing to remember. Cause it's hard when we're all in the toy aisle and we're all trying not to lose our minds with our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, when I wrote the book, the, um, the editor that I had, she gave me the advice of pick an avatar for your book, like this person that you're writing this book for and Mm. write every chapter for her. And the avatar for this book was my 28 year old self. It was me with my newborn son, frantic. I can't breastfeed. I don't know what I'm doing. He's not eating things. He's not talking by three. I was just that stereotypical stressed out first time mom. And how desperately I would have loved to have a book in my hands that said, guess what? It's all going to turn out fine. Like, stop stressing about all of these things. They don't matter. If he only wants to eat macaroni and cheese for dinner, give it to him every night. He's still going to be of average size by nine years old. So stop worrying about these things, you know? That's so good. Yay. I love this. Yeah, (laughs) I need this pep talk. Like, this is so good. There's a lot of, lots of opinions out there. Oh, Mm -hmm. there is. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I, written for the today show and scary mommy um and i've actually stopped putting a lot of stuff on today's show just because you know i could write about peacekeeping with your children or i could tell a funny story about how they trash my car and because it's such a big platform you know it reaches millions of people there's just people that get on there and just trash you and you know oh. that comes with the territory of being in a bigger arena and writing for a bigger publication but it just got to be so i was just like why am i doing this like oh so you does, can read comments you know, yeah, and why does Brenda in, you know, Oregon get to weigh on, on weigh in on whether or not I'm a good mom, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, she does because my I'm putting my writing out there, but I just got to the point where I'm like, this, this really isn't worth it, you know? Like, yeah. sorry, Brenda, I'm doing the best I can over here. I so. love that. Yeah, that's so true. The internet's a tricky place because you can find so much encouragement, but you can also find people who are just trying to bring you down which is a good point oh 100 percent. it's it's double-edged sword for sure yeah well that's that's the same with public in public i mean ever so often you get the old grandpa that holds the door for you and (laughs) tells you you know your kids are beautiful and you're killing it and Mm -hmm. and then you know you walk yeah like you were saying three steps and someone's saying i cannot believe you're letting your kids eat blueberries out of the package they haven't been washed exactly i'll tell you well go find joe because he just told me my kids are pretty (laughs) on aisle three perfect example we were in church last week and the the woman in the row in front of us we had all four boys with us and they were being 
pretty good. But, you know, they're moving cars around or whispering to each other. And the woman in front of us, I kid you not, she probably turned around and looked at us like 10 times. Like, really, oh. really, really? Then the woman behind me, out of nowhere, reaches forward, squeezes my shoulders and whispers in my ears, you're doing a fabulous job. My daughter has eight kids. Oh. So it's like, it just goes to show you, it's, you know, it's everywhere. Like, you, mm-hmm. you're going to have good people and you're going to have judgy people anywhere you go. And so the key is just learning to let go of caring about it. You know, the only people in the world you should be worried about making happy are your family. Yeah. Right. Well, and like you were saying, having like a central, a central mantra to like, to like define, define yourself. And, you know, you said yours earlier, mine is every night if I'm upset or feeling like I failed, it's did they go to sleep knowing they are safe and loved? And if Mm -hmm. I can answer yes to that. Like really and truly, I just got to let everything else go. Cause that's, yep. that's what, for whatever reason. And I don't even have like a moment when I decided that it's somewhere along the way. It was like, that became what is most important for me with my kids is that they, mm-hmm. they have stability, they feel safe and that they know I love them. And yeah, you just kind of got to let the rest fall away. So, I love and, and those are the most important things. I mean, think about your child and childhood and growing up, we didn't have half of the, you know, exterior stimuli going on in our lives that kids do today. And, you know, like this, this past month, my kids are it's like four boys. We're involved in a million sports. Right. And mm-hmm. this past January we were in wrestling and I just told my husband, I was like, we're done. Like I want the month of February to just have every afternoon off with them until it all starts back up with soccer and baseball in March. Like I want one month to just be able to kick back with these guys and go do fun stuff after school or just lay around the house and not have these pressures. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's nice to reset and do that sometimes, especially in the summer or maybe during spring break or Christmas break, but really kind of because you can't get the quantity of time anymore because there's so many extracurriculars and activities, getting the quality of time, you know, taking Mm -hmm. that spring break time to unplug and just be together and, you know, make a, make a, you know, check off list for the spring break of just things you want to do even locally together or even at home, you know, okay, this today we're going to bake cookies and tomorrow we're going to heat up the hot tub, even though it's 50 outside or (laughs) the next day we're going to plant some flowers, like just picking little things that you can do, you know, quality things versus quantity. I think that's a big thing for our family. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, I hate to wrap this up, but I, we need to ask you our closing question, which I feel like you are more equipped to answer than most of our guests but it is basically what are you doing in your life right now to simplify that you're just loving well it probably just goes back to what I just said cutting out the extracurricular activities Uh Um, for my children and for myself I I I kind of got real busy with the book launch and I um, told my husband I said something's got to give and it has to be something that doesn't you know, take any more time away from my kids or my husband. So I, you know, simplified some of the writing stuff I'm doing. I, um, you know, simplified some of the sports and extracurricular activities we're doing. Um, and even kind of simplified some social stuff, really just trying to focus on quality versus quantity. So instead of, you know, meeting up with my friends three, four times a week for coffee or lunch, we do one lunch every other week and take that to be really quality time to connect one another and see what everybody's up to in their lives. Right. Love it. That's awesome. Could you tell everybody where they can find you on the internet so they can follow sure. along? <laughs> sure. So on Facebook, it's uh, Mom, I Farted in Church. And that's just, I use that to kind of update everybody on the book now that it's published. 
just talked about guest speaking stuff and um, humor and motherhood. And on Instagram, I'm at Christy Cuthbert, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-C-U-T-H-B-E-R-T. Awesome. And well, your podcast is? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay, also, Yay. I, have, I have a website, ChristyCuthbert.com, which is kind of a catch-all for all my writing and the podcast. I just started a new podcast, which isn't really mom-related, but it's really fun interviews with interesting people, and it's called Laughing All the Way. You can find that on iTunes, um, and there's also a Instagram page for it, Laughing All the Way Podcast. Awesome. Well, we are so thankful for your book. And for what you're sharing and the takeaways that we had from our conversation today. So thank you so much for that. Thank you guys. It was a lot of fun chatting. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review so other moms like you can find us. You can find our blog at simplywholemoms.com and we are all over the internet on Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook as Simply Whole Moms. We'll be here next Thursday.